you guys are somewhere around 800 grand a month in revenue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which is double where you were 12 months ago about, correct? Yeah, yeah. This year we're, we're definitely uh, on track to double, probably more than double revenue this year. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster, minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Khaled Naeem. He's the CEO and co-founder of a company called OnFleet, the world's fastest growing provider of last mile delivery management software. All right, Khaled, you ready to taste the top? Let's do it. All right, man. So this is a, a space people would think and assume has has benefited from COVID. People need more help delivering. Everyone's you know ordering online. Things are delivered. Are you seeing a spike? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, as you can imagine, uh, retail is going through a, a massive sort of transition to online delivery focused um, uh, models. So, yes, we, we absolutely are. So can you help people describe like what is the use case been, especially over the past three months? How are people using OnFleet? Can you name a company? Um, yeah. So. Drizzly, we announced recently, they're an alcohol delivery uh, service. They've always been focused on delivery, but you know, many retailers are basically pe- people use OnFleet to deliver goods locally. So our customers are companies that have some sort of a last mile delivery operation, <clears throat> and they use our software to help them manage uh, their fleets of drivers. So routing, dispatching, real time tracking, analytics, proof of delivery customer facing communication. So, you know, any retailer that's, um, you know, looking for new ways to distribute, to get their goods out to their customers can benefit from, you know, creating uh, a pool of drivers and and using OnFleet to uh, deliver to their customers. So are the pool of drivers on your payroll full time? Are they contractors or on your cut? Are they on your customers payroll full time? Customers payroll, or they are contracted as a, as a, um, as a third-party courier, so we also allow for businesses to work with third parties and use OnFleet as kind of a, uh, a collaboration tool or orchestration layer to interact with that third party so they can pass the work over the third-party uh, courier company, executes the work, and then you know the, the, the retailer gets all of the data, the visibility, as if it were their own fleet. You launched this company back in 2015. Were you delivering? Were you hustling and hustling and delivering yourself and had the idea or what gave you the idea? No, that's not how we got started. We got started, we were actually, 
originally down at Stanford working on location-based services technology. So um, we were targeting emerging markets at the time. This is back in like 2011, um, helping people that lack functional street addressing systems in their countries uh, to communicate locations with delivery services. That's how we got started. So we, we created a simple web app that allowed anyone in the world to create a URL that represents a physical location. So that was kind of, uh, we called it Addy. And Addy was the kind of the, 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 the sort of inception of OnFleet happened. Um, as we were building it, we sort of identified that these companies that we were talking to for, for Addy just didn't have any technology um, on the back end. They, weren't, they were managing their fleets with uh, pen and paper, chat apps, phone calls, text messages. And meanwhile, here, you know, we were in Silicon Valley and saw all of these companies emerging around us that were basically just using smartphones to better manage fleets of drivers. And we saw an opportunity to build the infrastructure for that kind of emerging world. Mm-hmm. And and walk us through customer growth. So I, m- I remember, I mean, you've been on a couple of times back in 2017, you shared you'd broken 300 customers in late 2019 or, or September, you'd said about 500-ish customers. That was about a, almost a year ago now. What are you at today? Today we're close to 900. We're around okay. we're around around 900 right now, actually. And they're all so like, do they all fit the persona of Drizzles? Of Drizzly? Uh, Drizzly, sorry. No, uh, no, that's no, close. Come on, not. give me credit. Yeah, no, close. Um, <laughs> definitely not. Drizzly is you know kind of a modern, um, you know, new consumer-facing like direct-to-consumer delivery service for alcohol, but we have customers that are more traditional that have brick and mortar locations total wine and more is an example in that industry they're total wine and what total wine and more they're an alcohol uh, the largest independent uh, retailer of fine wines and spirits in the country um uh, gap you know more traditional sort of retail uh uh sweet green so we work with restaurants as well wait how does gap Uh, use you so Gap in some of their international markets, they actually have um, fleets of drivers that are doing same-day delivery. So they offer same-day delivery um, in some of their international markets, and they use that fleet. And, and that fleet that they use to do those deliveries is powered by OnFleet. Interesting. Okay, so using the Sweet Greens example, I mean, I'm just thinking, well, wait, why the heck would Sweet Greens use OnFleet when they've got Uber Eats and DoorDash and all that? And the only answer is the margin profile using you is much better for them. Yeah, great point. So they do also work with Uber Eats um, and maybe others as well, but I know Uber Eats and they, uh, so a lot of retailers, a lot of restaurants are adopting a hybrid model where, you know, they still, they're sort of omni-channel, right? They need to take orders in from however they can, um, especially now. And they, but the, but because of the, you know, the, the margin profile of having their own drivers, especially if it's a larger order, like a catering order, um, then, you know, it makes sense to have their own fleet of drivers and to use on fleet to manage those workers. The, the cost is just, is, is a lot lower when, when you're talking about a large order. So can we just role play for a second? I'm sweet green. I have a new hundred dollar order. I'm going to use on fleet. Can you sort of build a little mini P and L for us? Well, so the biggest cost is going to be the driver, right? So you have a driver on payroll, um, depending on how, you know, your location and how you pay them, um, you know, the, 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 um, the driver is going to be the biggest, uh, cost. Usually they're bringing their own vehicle, um, in this, you know, in this day and age with kind of gig, the gig economy, 
drivers, you know, show up with their own vehicle. So you're not leasing or paying for that vehicle or dealing with maintenance. Um, if you look at the PL for like, uh, you know, the trucking industry, those are big line items. There's fuel costs, there's vehicle uh, leasing, maintenance, et cetera. And the gig economy sort of local last mile delivery. Um, typically the, the largest cost is um, paying for the driver. So say, you know, 15, 20 bucks no, an hour. I got that. But what does OnFleet take out of a hundred dollar order? So we don't take a margin. So that's the nice thing about OnFleet is we charge you based on the feature set that you need within the software. It's a SaaS model. So we talked about this last time, but it's, you know, depending on the feature set and the task volume. So we do, you know, charge you based on the delivery volume, but we don't care if you're delivering something for $10 or $100. Yep, yep, yep. This is, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of explain that because I think that's a massive arbitrage play for anyone that needs last mile deliveries. You you do not, maybe your VCs would argue you should, but you take no percent of sale. It's based off number of tasks processed through the system in a feature set. Correct, yeah. And, you know, we're not driving the sales, so, you know, we can't really command a margin. Um, and... We don't even know the value of the items that are that are going through. All we care about is the volume of deliveries, the number of transactions, and you know when a driver starts a delivery, completes it, we say okay, that's one task, and that adds to their um, to their task uh, usage. Usage, yeah. and if they exceed a certain threshold, then they 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 start paying on a per usage uh, model. But initially, they have up to a certain volume that's included in their in their um, base rate. Last September, you told me each customer was paying somewhere around 800 bucks on average per month. Is that still about the sweet spot? That's the average? Yeah, that's about right. I think we're closer to 900 now, but in that range. And paint that picture for us real quick. If I'm paying you 900 bucks a month, how many tasks are you, you probably processing for me? So our average across all of our customers, uh, paying about 20 cents a task. Okay, interesting. Our, our highest volume customers are all the way down to, you know, 10 cents a task and lowest volume is, you know, a little higher than 20 cents a task. If you're below that, like, initial tier threshold, you're going to be paying a lot per, per task. Got it. So 900 bucks a month at 20, you know, 20 cents a task or something like that. I mean, that's what, 4,500 tasks or about 150 deliveries a day through OnFleet, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Obviously, you know, it's it's a the distribution is is you know pretty pretty much across the board. I mean, we have customers doing hundreds of thousands of deliveries a month, and customers doing hundreds a month. So um, it varies pretty pretty dramatically across customers. But yeah, that sounds about right. How many across all your customers? How many tasks last month across the entire base? We are north of three million now. Wow! So you know, hundred thousand plus a day. So, I mean, at that scale, you have to have people that want an asset in this space calling you up, asking to buy the company. You've obviously chosen not to sell. Why is that? We think we're just getting started. I mean, you know, this this space is just is really growing quickly. Um, you know, we've we've achieved a lot over the years. We hit break even a couple of years ago. Um, but You're still break even. Still break even, yeah. I mean, with the growth this year, you know, our revenue has uh, growth has outpaced our um, the ability for us to hire. Um, we are hiring, but um, but yeah, we're you know we have we have been approached by um, a number of folks uh, for you know for M and A, but have decided to continue pushing forward. Yeah, I mean, nine hundred customers paying nine hundred a month. You guys are somewhere around eight hundred grand a month in revenue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which is double where you were 12 months ago about, correct? 
Yeah, yeah. This year we're we're definitely uh, on track to double, probably more than double revenue this year. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. So what about funding situation? Have you just, I mean, I think last time I came on, you said you'd raised a total of of 5 million bucks. Is that, is that accurate? In equity. Yeah. And we raised close to a million in debt. So mentioned that we, you know, we, we work with lighter capital. Um, so yeah, that's still the case. And when did you raise the million from lighter? Uh, over the course of the last <clears throat> several years, um, in different, in multiple tranches, we started with a revenue based, uh, financing vehicle. And then, um, and then now we have a fixed term loan and, yep. uh, and that was, I think late 2018, maybe. Yep. Yep. Very cool. And, and so talk to me about capital needs moving forward. I mean, do you see places you can invest to drive growth? Would you raise additional capital if you have that as an option? Yeah. So we're, you know, kind of certainly looking at, at raising now. Um, you know, we, we wanted to get the business to a point where it could stand on its own two legs and, um, we don't need outside funding, but we are at the point now where it looks like, you know, there's a, there's a huge exciting market opportunity to go after and, you know, we would raise some, some capital. Um, we'll be announcing something in the, you know, in the near future to that effect. Uh oh, that face tells me something's cooking. We'll, we'll we'll look forward to that announcement. What what what's the right amount? I mean, do you, do you have an amount you're targeting? Like, if you're going to raise, you might as well have a target and have a plan for it. Is it five million, ten million, forty million? Probably in the ten to fifteen million range. Um, you know, we don't need a ton of capital. We're super lean operation, and I think you know we've we've gotten really used to this approach and. You know, we don't plan to go back into like heavy burn mode and um, spend tons of cash to, to grow the business. We, we think we can do it quite efficiently. Um, so we don't need, you know, boatloads of capital, but, you know, uh, a little bit goes a really long way with us. Yeah, very good. What's the team look like today? How many folks? Uh, we're 40 people right now. 40. And how many engineers? Uh, of the 40, about 15, 15 to 17. Okay. And do you have any quota carrying sales reps? And if so, how many? We do. Yeah, we have um, a few SDRs. We're like three SDRs, um, five AEs, something in that range. So yeah, eight, eight to 10. Yep. You know? And and do you have, I mean, are you testing anything in terms of your, your SDR to AE relationship that isn't already common practice? We're always testing. I mean, you know, right now that is, that is the kind of big question as we grow the team, you know, by the end of next year, we'll be probably about 65 or 70 people on the team. And so, and a large, you know, large portion of that will be on sales. And so 
you know, we are um, looking for folks in like revenue ops, which is a new position we've never hired for before, but they would help, you know, all the plumbing to kind of make our reps more efficient. Um, but then, yeah, we, you know, we've only historically had one outbound SDR, one inbound SDR, and then a couple of AEs. So now we're thinking about, okay, what is the right ratio as we grow the sales team? Um, and, you know, we still, uh, you know, there's still a lot to learn. We haven't, we haven't quite figured it out yet, but right now it's, it's pretty close to two to one uh, AEs to SDRs. Last question here. Obviously, unit economics ready to churn are critical in a SaaS company. Now, I think my notes, Cod, might be wrong here. Did you tell me last time about a year ago your your gross churn annual on a revenue basis was seventy two percent, but your expansion was ninety percent? So net revenue retention was one hundred and ten percent. So the net revenue retention number sounds right. Right now, we're more than that. Our net revenue retention annually is about one hundred and fifteen, hundred sixteen percent. That's a great spot. Um, Rose, yeah. I mean, a, lo- a lot of that is obviously, you know, May, June, uh, just crazy uh, expansion across our existing customers, as you might imagine. I mean, people, you know, staying home, ordering their groceries. You know, we do a lot of food and beverage delivery. So a lot of expansion in our existing customer base. We did see higher than usual churn. So this year has been um, just a, you know, across the board, you know, anomalous. The last few months have been, you know, more churn than usual, more new customers than usual more expansion. Um, but yeah, typically, you know, we are, our gross, our gross annual revenue retention is, is around 85%. Um, oh, that's not bad at all. So, so that 15% yeah. gross churn then. Yeah. Yeah. So I must've been, I must've been yeah, that, awesome. or, or, or I, or I recorded that wrong. Um, okay. So 15% gross churn annually, you know, 30% expansion puts you at 115% net revenue retention, a lot of interesting dynamics at play or anything that you want to touch on that we haven't already touched on. Um, no, thanks for having me back on the show. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, some some exciting updates to come soon. So I always wonder why founders like you decide to. I mean, you, you know, the show is a lot about data. I do it because I want the audience to learn from real data and numbers. And it's you know, I'm thankful that CEOs and founders like you choose to come back on. I have to though. What's in it for you though? Why do you come on the show? Yeah, just you know, I I've learned from a lot of people over the years, um, and it's always nice to kind of give back. I mean, you know, we we don't really have anything to hide. Our investors aren't like asking us to, to be super quiet about our numbers. Um, you know, you can, you can kind of put the, put the pieces together and see, we've, you know, we, we've been on like the 5,000 and things like that. So we've had to disclose our numbers. So yeah, no, it's uh it's my pleasure. And uh, hopefully, you know, your, your audience learns a little bit. All right, let's wrap up here. Rapid fire. Famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Um, I just started reading Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It's not really a business book, but um, I think a lot of learnings. Uh, people would argue. There's a lot of people who would say that's a business book. You have to let me know yeah. what you think about it. Okay. Uh, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, these days, Bill Gates. I don't know. If, I guess he's still a CEO, but um, yeah, always been a fan of his and, and really interested in sort of how he views the world. Number three, what's your favorite online tool? Um... Yeah, I remember this from last time. Last time I actually said Gusto, I think, and we are moving away from Gusto. We've just kind of been reached the point where we're outgrowing them. I think favorite tool generally, I mean, these days it's, it's you know, have a good lawyer. Uh, that's That's been a really useful tool for us in the last few months. Number four, how many hours of sleep break in every night? Uh, trying to keep it around seven or eight. And situation, married, single kids? I'm married. 
Any kiddos? No kids. No kids. How old are you? Uh, 35. 35. Last question. What do you wish you knew when you were 20? Um, when I was 20, let's see, that was, yeah. Uh, invest in Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Uh, onfleet.com, helping folks that have some sort of delivery component as part of their business. They help them make that happen, providing them software. They processed over 3 million tasks last month. They now have over 900 customers that pay on average 900 bucks a month. So call it 8 million or sorry, 800,000 in MRR up from 400,000 just a year ago. So healthy growth, about almost a nine, $10 million run rate right now. $5 million raised, looking at potentially raising another 10 to 15 million here shortly. We'll see what happens with our team of 40. Kyle, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. My pleasure.